Good evening, I'm Christian Esguera, and welcome to this episode of After the Fact, where we get to see things more clearly, where we get a better sense of the truth. Let's begin by dissecting the news. In May next year, Filipino voters will troop to polling centers to directly select their next leaders. More than 18,000 positions will be at stake, with at least six candidates aspiring to become the next president, a role that will require great leadership and resolve as we seek to recover from this raging pandemic. Between now and Election Day, candidates will sell themselves to voters, trumpeting their achievements, sugarcoating their track record or lack of it, promising to do this and that if elected. Now, it's up to voters to believe, of course, but a big part of their decision, their perception of candidates, will be affected by media coverage of these candidates. To be part of our discussion, send us your questions and comments on our YouTube live chat or tweet us using the hashtag ANC after the fact. Joining us tonight is veteran journalist and Pulitzer Prize winner, Manny Mogato. Also with us is journalist and professor Felipe Salvosa II. He's the editor of the news website Press1.ph. He also heads the journalism program at the University of Santo Tomas. Good evening, gentlemen, and thank you for joining us tonight on the program. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas and good evening. Good evening, Christian. Thank you for inviting us. Okay, let's talk about this all-important elections in 2022. Of course, the, the official campaign period has yet, to become, has yet to begin, but we know that uh, candidates are already campaigning for all intents and purposes. First off, I'd like to ask uh, Manny, how different you think this 2022 election campaign is from previous elections, and what is basically at stake here? Well, basically, the elections next year will be different, especially in the campaigning. You know, uh, in the past, uh, journalists can uh, join the candidates in their sorties uh, outside uh, Manila. So when they hop from provinces to provinces, the journalists are following them. But uh, this year and next year, it will be difficult because of the coronavirus pandemic. There are many restrictions. Uh, I don't know if uh, gathering or meeting the advance can be held. And uh, politicians, uh, the candidates can actually uh, go to the ground and shake hands with uh, voters. So it will be a much different campaigning and election because uh, probably most of the campaigning will be done online through social media. And uh, many of the candidates, uh, especially the uh, ones aspiring to become president next year, are on TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, and uh, our news feeds in uh, Facebook are swamped by uh, uh, the uh, propaganda of uh, the candidates. So that's the, I think that's one of the main difference from the past. And why this is important? Because we are choosing the next leader that will uh, uh, bring the country out of this uh, quagmire. No? And uh, because social media is uh, dominating the campaign, there will be a lot of propaganda, disinformation, publication, lies. And this could affect uh, the people's choice. And they might elect somebody who is not uh, qualified or competent to become the next leader. 
Okay, so basically this is expected to be a, a campaign that is more social media heavy, understandably because of the pandemic restrictions. Felipe, you as a professor of journalism and as a journalist yourself also, how are you looking at this particular election campaign? And how do you basically um, navigate through that uh, social media heavy campaign for 2022? Well, um, you know, we also have to point out that um, this is um, the you do not have the vast news gathering resources of ABS-CBN News, right? So the franchise of ABS-CBN was taken away. And uh, that also means taking out one of the platforms no, for um, election advertising, right? In at least one platform, there is um, an effort at transparency. So uh, Facebook recently made public its uh, Facebook ad library. So you can see uh, which politicians, which groups are paying for ads, no? political ads on Facebook. No? Um, sa ano naman, sa Google naman, uh, they, also, they recently announced that they will be pausing uh, political ads no? on the platform, which is, I think it's going to contribute a lot to... Um, lessening the the political noise. No? So interesting then, uh, there's going to be a very noticeable shift to social media. At the same time, merong, some platforms are transparent, some platforms are not going to be transparent. No? And yet, um, you know, this is, this, this is basically new terrain. New terrain. Really interesting to observe ano mangyayari. Okay. Uh, Manny, as a journalist, let's talk about the, the advantages and disadvantages of covering uh, a campaign with heavy dependence on social media since it's very difficult basically to go around uh, all over the Philippines or go around the Philippines to cover the, the, the candidates up close and personal. I'm, I'm just even talking about the, the presidential candidates. So what are the advantages and disadvantages? Well, the biggest disadvantage uh, of this uh, media coverage relying on social media, especially uh, TikTok or Facebook or Instagram, it is a one-way street. So you only get to listen to what the candidates are talking or saying or trying to uh, make the public aware about themselves. And the journalists cannot challenge whatever statements they say because there is no interaction. No? Unlike, unlike when you go with them uh, in the campaign, you can actually ask them questions and they can answer and they can, you can tackle issues, uh, burning issues of the day, especially now that we have uh, a very powerful typhoon in the central Philippines and in northern Mindanao, where more than 300, almost 400 people have died. So you can ask, why are these calamities still happening in this age of uh, social media? Uh, why is there a communications breakdown? Or uh, are there really preparations? Uh, for the incoming typhoon. Uh, but you cannot ask them because uh, you don't have face-to-face -face interaction with the candidates. So it's a very big disadvantage. 
But on the other hand, uh, since uh, it just covers social media, uh, it's easier for for journalists now to uh, cover uh, the elections because basically they cannot go with the candidates uh, when they have from province to provinces. Logistic wise and financially wise, it's, it is cheaper for journalists now for the media to cover elections. But uh, I guess the biggest uh, problem is uh, you cannot cover it with substance uh, because it's only superficial and most, most probably you only get propaganda uh, in social media. Okay, that is a very telling um, warning. No? It can cover it with substance. Uh, Felipe, what other dangers do you see because of this reliance on social media as a journalist to get information about candidates or from the campaign trail? I can foresee that the you know, pitfalls of election coverage will, you know, <laughs> will deepen. Right? Kasi before the pandemic, marami ng mga strategies ang ginagawa ang mga political operators, no? uh, yung mga different campaigns to try to get um, disinformation or misinformation or free publicity, propaganda no? into the news. No? Because uh, let's face it, no? uh, the news is still, um, still an important uh, platform to get your message across. No? And uh, prior to the pandemic, marami na mga ganyan, mga, for example, mga, mga surveys ko, no? no? Surveys coming from questionable uh, polling outfits. And um, the, these surveys will go straight to your inbox no? uh, as a press release. No? We, uh, if you look for the tables, if you look for um, information such as uh, margins of error, confidence intervals, wala mga ganon. No? And yet there is a, there's a pressure to publish because uh, you know, some other news outfit might, might use the material. No? So for me, uh, no, that has long been a pitfall in, uh, in covering the elections. I'm, I fear na more of that will happen, especially now that there's, there's a bigger excuse no, not to hold in-person press conferences or uh, not to have too much in, in uh, face-to-face interactions no, with politicians and voters. So baka, baka mas dumami yung mga ganyang mga, ano, mga kaso. Okay, you mentioned surveys. Laging problema to during election uh, cycles yung laging may lumalabas sa surveys. And then mm-hmm. many of our colleagues may, may tendency to basically storify those surveys, no? Yes, ano ba dapat? What should be the guidepost when it comes to writing or reporting about surveys? I think you have you have to disclose to voter to readers to voters exactly what you what you have, no. So if you got the results from press release, you have to disclose it. It came from a press release. If there's a decision to publish, for me, I know that the default decision should be not to publish until you have seen uh, tables, charts, and other proofs that this was a legit survey, no, including information on. Um, Margin of error, confidence interval, uh, number of respondents, um, who paid for this survey if it was commissioned, no, uh, things like that. Full disclosure. Otherwise, you might be contributing to, you know, mind conditioning, no, or priming, no. Um, 
I think that's ano, that's that, that's those practices are only bound to to proliferate, especially in this environment where you know the pandemic is hampering um, news coverage. Funny again, speaking of surveys, bakod doon sa mga legitimate surveys that uh, we've been accustomed to, meron din sumi nagproliferate like, din surveys on social media, for instance, based on likes, emoticons, etc., etc. Dapat ba pinapatulang pa rin ng mga journalists? Ay, hindi. Kasi, alam mo, dalawasin ko na yung ano eh, sorte ngayon. Tapos, uh, ang napansin ko, may mga nagpapasurvey na uh, slanted. Kasi, ano sila, uh, working as uh, publicist o PR nung isang kandidato. So, mag-ingat po tayo, no, mga journalists. So, as a rule, I think, Uh, journalists should uh, only uh, consider yung surveys based on uh, the reputation, no? like SWS or uh, Pulse Asia. Eh, yung the others, uh, medyo tagadid tayo dyan kasi baka kargado ng mga politiko yan. No? Kasi, kasi may nakita akong isang survey no? bago pa nagpito si Senator Bongo. Eh, ba number one siya? Diba? Eh, sa SWS at sa Pulse Asia, Kulela Chibongo, sa so, nagtataka ako, sanang galing yung survey na ito na number one daw siya. So, alam mo, ginagamit na yung survey uh, to condition the minds of uh, the voters. Kasi nga, pag sinabing, ay, ito numanalo. So, the uh, voters can uh, be swayed into joining the bandwagon or uh, sabi ay eto na lang boboto ko eto na yung manalo eh maski na gusto nila yung isa kandidato pwede lang bitawan yon so yung po ang dangerous nung ginagawang mga sorbi ngayon na dalawa sing ko na mm. no kanina binanggit mo yung dangerous of so, oh, you want to add something you know even if uh, the survey was conducted by reputable polling organizations like SWS and Pulse no i i agree No, these are the organizations with track records, no, uh, with good batting averages when it comes to survey. Yung survey nila, minsan commissioned, hindi ba? Commissioned. So, and therefore, minsan may tinatawag na embargo, right? So, pag embargo, meaning to say, it cannot be released directly by these polling organizations on their websites. No, ang 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 nangyayari yung nag-commission, they find a way to leak the results to the press, no? And uh, making it appear na hindi pa rin na hindi pa rin legitimate or kulang sa may question sa legitimacy or may question sa provenance ng survey na yon. Pero, you know, these results are the ones going around in Viber messages, Facebook Messenger uh-huh. groups, di ba? And then you are there's some pressure to verify it, no? So, itong practice na to medyo ano to, medyo iffy. No, so I don't know how we resolve this, but you know, I, journalists should always, you know, verify. Kung talaga bang may survey na ganito, no. Chang magingat na sa mga surveys that are conducted by political operators. Sabi ng ni Manny. Mahirap kasi tinga ano? Eh. Mahirap kasi bakabig basta bakabasta na lang sabihin na a commission to embargoed so. In, ano to, hindi ito nirilis ng Post Asia at saka ng SWS. Madaling sabihin yun eh. It's very easy to say that. So uh, that kind of system 
is open is vulnerable no to ano these forces of disinformation diba okay. uh, Manny, earlier you mentioned the the one way nature of the uh, conversation between journalists uh, the pub and the public and of course between journalists and the and the candidates because of the dependence on social media how do you go around this uh, to make sure that you can still exact accountability fact check and confront, let's say, candidates for whatever disinformation or misinformation that they may propagate, that they may be propagating through their social media accounts? Well, kung makikita mo no, na may publication or lies or whatever do sa social media, the journalists can counter it by putting out story, uh, calling out the candidates or correcting the information, uh, based on their own research and uh, interviews with a, a lot of people. Because you, you, you cannot just rely on the candidates or their campaign managers uh, for information. You, you still have to look for ways to get the information. And in journalists are trained to do that uh, through sources, no? through sourcing. Because maybe there social media, you can mismo sa tao o sa mga taong nakapaligid sa nila o dun sa kalaban at uh, you can get a complete a clearer picture of uh, the situation no so hindi, hindi lang basta-basta magre-rely sa social media na tatanggapin ko to na gospel truth no so dapat uh, a lot of legwork no a lot of uh, a lot of sourcing should be done by journalists to get to the truth. Okay. Of course, in the Philippines, we know that uh, the, the, the the default uh, arrangement when it comes to covering the campaign trail as far as news organizations are concerned is to deploy reporters, dedicated reporters to specific candidates, diba? For example, mm-hmm. presidential tickets and including their senatorial tickets. Manny, yung ganyan ba? That, does that still work? given the, the challenges that we are facing now in the 2022 campaign, so let's say Inquirer, Star, Bulletin, ABS-CBN, GMA, and other networks, nag-a-assign sila ng specific reporters mubuntot sa mga kandidato, let's say for president and for senator. Ano ba yung advantages and disadvantages yan? And does this arrangement still work? Well, in yung traditional way of covering elections, ano, uh, news organization assigned dedicated reporters to follow uh, candidates no uh, okay well, kasi you, you get the uh, information you get uh, to talk to candidates on issues uh, on kung may controversy okay yun, no uh, but ang biggest disadvantage niyan is that the candidates would uh, expect that the reporters who follow them will be loyal to them no especially si Pangulo Duterte uh, nung campaign trail, eh, si Pia Ranyada ay eh, nagkukobal sa kanya. No? So nung manalo siya, in-expect na na si Pia eh, will be loyal at hindi siya mabanatan. Eh, kaso binanatan siya ng Raptor at Pia. So nagalit siya at binanya sa Malacanang. So, so yan yung, ano, yan yung kadalasan nangyayari. nangyayari. Kung nila, sinong nanaroon presidente, yung nagkobal sa kanya sa campaign are usually assigned to cover him in Malacanang, no? So, yan po ang traditional way. So, 
may disan may advantage na makakuha ka ng informasyon, mahihimay mo yung mga issue, pero at the same time, may danger din na baka maging pelayat, uh, ano, loyal tong mga reporter na to sa kandidato na inexpect nila. Although the journalists should not do that, no should avoid that. Uh, but meron dynamics eh na mm-hmm. uh, nakakaiba no sa Pilipinas kasi nga uh mo ng ng ilang buwan sa kampanya. So parang nagiging close ka sa tao. So may danger na ganun. Parang nagkakaroon ng Stockholm syndrome no yung yeah, no? becoming too close for comfort and nakakalimutan mo na yung linya between the politician, the source, and you as a journalist. No? Sa, ganyan, sa ganyan situation arrangement, Felipe, how, how can a journalist keep a safe distance and how can a journalist remain fair despite the closeness? Kasi we can understand that, di ba? Iba mga journalists takot na magalit sa kanila yung source nila because they might, lo- they might lose access. Well, uh, one way is to... To, ano, to pay your own way when it comes to news coverage. I'm quoting here the ano, election code of ethics of uh, PPI. No? That's one way to ensure independence. I think I think many politicians wouldn't mind that, no? that the journalists covering them are paying for their own ano, transport, board, and lodging food. No? Ang problema, if um, you're covering this uh, particular campaign and then... Um, ano um hindi ka nagbayad no so and that means they have a hold on your news coverage no? so unfortunately nangyayari yung ganyan no so hindi alam ng mga ano yan ng mga audiences yan readers yan ano so um kaya well may efforts naman sa industry no to um straighten our news coverage no uh, early this year merong Um, ni-launch na coalition yung wag kukorap no um, uh, para kumbaga bigyang konsensya yung mga nagko-cover ng elections no uh, put voters at the center of the campaign put issues at the center of the campaign and um, try to cover the elections on an issue-centered base and with integrity no so i think on that hindi naman nagkukulang sa sa ano sa paalala no kaso the reality is there are many small news organizations who are unable to mount a really good uh, election coverage and therefore this you know these news organizations may be open for such arrangement arrangements with with candidates and therefore hindi na independent yung election coverage okay we're going to take a quick break after the fact we'll be right back Welcome back to After the Facts. Still with us is uh, Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist uh, Manny Mogato and journalist and uh, journalism professor Felipe Salvosa. Okay, before we took a break, we were talking about the derangement common in Philippine uh, news coverage of the campaign trail during elections. So, maliwanag that there should be a clear distance between the journalist and the candidate and their political strategists and even operators. Now in this case, we know that corruption happens, especially during the campaign, in the campaign trail. How do you prevent these things from happening? And before you answer that first, Manny, 
Ano yung mga common instances of corruption? Ah, ano mo? Ano mo sa campaign trail? Eh, common na yung yung infoganda, no? Uh, information propaganda. So usually, yung mga kandidato kinakausap yung yung news organization, especially, particularly yung mga radio shows, radio stations, ano? Uh, they will offer some cash assistance uh, so that may constant coverage dun sa kanilang kandidato. Uh, usually, sumasama yung nagpapadala ng reporter, yung radio station, uh, throughout the campaign. And uh, at the same time, ang kukoperan lang yung kandidato and all the good 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 sides ano, ng kandidato. At uh, piniplay sa radio yan, ulit-ulit. So, may kapalit yan na well na na ads minsan o o minsan sinasagot nila yung yung pamasahe, yung hotel, everything ng mga reporter. Ah, uh, maliban pa diyan, meron pang mga under the table, yung mga editors at yung mga reporter na sumasama ah uh, to sweeten the ano, the pot, no. So to speak. Pero maliban sa ano, maliban diyan sa pampapogi ng coverage, minsan nagpapayad din ang kandidato to destroy yung kalaban nila, no? Para black ops, no? Ito yung special ops ginagawa ng mga political parties. And they can do it by leaking information na nakasama doon sa kalaban nila. And they can only do that by having some compliant na mga news organization and news reporters. So maraming bagay na ginagawa yan at dahil sa may GCAS na ngayon, eh mabilis nang magpadala ng ayuda dun sa mga journalists at news organization. At isa pang nakatingin ko, naka-apekto din yung ating pandemya at alam niyo naman, sa pandemya, marami ang nahirapang media organization, marami ang mga diary yung nagsara, especially community papers outside Manila, at marami ang binawasan ng sweldo. So, katanggapin nila kung anumang tulong ang magaling sa mga kandidato. Okay. Again, uh, just to put things in perspective, this, is, this part of the discussion is not uh, meant in any way to demonize the entire industry. We, we mentioned that corruption happens, but the uh, majority of the practitioners are still very much dedicated to their job. No? Meron lang talaga, as in any other field, meron mga bad eggs. Now, kanina, Felipe, you mentioned one solution uh, for, for news organizations to pay their way to, to finance the, the coverage of the respective reporters. But again, dito, dito sa corruption issue, that's two-way. No? So merong tumatanggap at merong nag-offer. On the part of the and the candidates, because sometimes uh, journalists are being um, unduly demonized or crucified because of certain instances of indiscretion. Pero pag tiningnan mo, mas matindi yung effort to corrupt coming from the candidates themselves. So how should the industry, how should news organizations deal with that? Mga political operators that they expect, for instance, or candidates, they expect the reporters to to be very very favorable to them. Pag binubuntutan sila? Well, yun nga eh. Um, uh, this is, ano, this is, uh, 
multi multi various issue no we have to deal with this in 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 a lot of uh, ways no we have to attack it in several fronts eh nabanggit mo nga mahirap yung ano two way street kasi nga may nagbibigay <clears throat> may tumatanggap no so may mga reporters na kasama sa kampanya uh, baka binibigyan din sila ng mga ng mga allowances ng payola doon din sa desk meron din no meron din sa desk definitely so makakita ka ng mga storya na lumalabas na lang ng parang wala sa wala sa hulog wala sa tempo no so press release ng isang kandidato na basta-basta na lang ano um, may free publicity for something na hindi naman na uh, one event or one activity or a statement an opinion on an issue that hindi naman talaga newsworthy no so um, <clears throat> kung discerning if the reader is discerning no uh, the audience is discerning malalaman nila ito kargado to no mm. so even even in that sense um i think there we we have a, a long way to go to educate our um our um readers our audiences no to try to be more discerning pagdating sa pag pagconsume ng news content no so not everything uh not everything that's published no um in in the news media are ano are um, products of independent journalism no mm-hmm. so sa isa panahon ng election the sad reality is that marami diyan to use money's term cargado no mm-hmm. cargado okay. yan ang realidad no the idea so, of independent we have to gravitate towards uh, news organizations <laughs> na may, may may track record of independence in news coverage so ito yung mga news organizations na they hold candidates to account no they focus on issues instead of personalities no they examine institutions political parties electoral bodies who ano who who run the elections no so we have to gravitate towards these news organizations no if we want um you know uh, to be uh, better informed okay funny how about the the impact of the uh, social media influencers yung may mga social media influencers being tapped by candidates i suppose they get paid to be interviewed tapos yung mga interviews uh, puff interviews wala mga hard questions puro softball basically laying the red carpet for the candidate to talk as um, uh, as much as they like how is this kind of arrangement affecting honest to goodness news coverage about the candidate kasi dapat tiwanagin natin sa mga viewers natin ngayon in journalists nag-exist yan basically to to scrutinize each of the candidates walang sisinuhin para mas makilati sa mga boboto di ba pero pag, pag binigyan mo talaga sila ng platform through this uh, influencers how is that affecting the the effort by journalists uh, tama ka Kristen no? kasi hindi naman trabaho ng journalist na papugihin yung kandidato eh nagaharap nga tayo ng issues eh na ibabato sa nila at yung sasalamin yung mga social media influencer, eh siguro number one sa listahan si si yung artista no si Gonzaga si Tony Gonzaga nang inintervyu niya si Bongbong Marcos pero alam mo yung mga social media influencers na ito hindi na sila ganong ka-effective compared nung 2016 nung panahon ni Paolo Duterte kasi nga mas gising na yung ano eh gising na yung tao sa mga propaganda ng social media influencer at nag-shift na yung labanan 
sa tinatawag nilang micro and uh, uh, micro influencer no ito yung mga kung sino-sino yung tao lang na pinopromote yung kandidato. So makikita mo sa social media, sa TikTok, sa Instagram, sa maski sa Twitter, na mas pinapaniwalaan ng tao eh yung parang community leaders, no? Community influencers, no? Uh, mga uh, doktor, mga hindi na artista kami, no? hindi na sila mukha usap. Ano, naus na sila eh. Alam na yung propaganda nila eh. So, mas nangiiwala kayo ng tao kung isang isang reputable na uh, tao, abogado, doktor, professional, uh, leader ng barangay na magsasalita tungkol sa isang kandidato. So, doon nagmamigrate yung ating uh, propaganda. So, maaring maka-apekto to dahil siyempre, ang tao, eh, lalo na yung mga nasa class DNA, eh, mas valuable yan sa propaganda. Lalo yung mga matanda na bago na sa social media, lahat ng nasa social media pinapaniwalaan. At uh, ang danger nito, eh, yung mga social media influencers are trying to discredit yung mga totoong journalist. No? So pag na-discredit yung totoong journalist, mas naniniwala sila sa social media kaya nga, ano mo, mas marami pang nanonood kay Tunying kaysa sa uh, mga legacy media. No? So, nagiging social media influencer ngayon si Tunying na very effective. No? So, yan yung mga dapat na pantayan no? ng uh, ating mga botante dahil akala mo legitimate sila, journalist sila, pero medyo slanted yung kanilang opinion at kanilang mga views. No? So, yan po ang kartohanan na nag-move na tayo from celebrity social media to micro at yung mga uh, mas ibang pinapanimulang tao. Okay. Felipe, yung ganyan. Uh, what, what, what would be a good uh, way of dealing with that? Especially also in, the, in an environment where journalists are receiving increasing pressure from political partisans, from political operators, from paid trolls. Diba sinasabi, there's a pressure for you to be balanced, to be fair. But in fact, whenever we hear that, what they want is these journalists should tow the line of their particular candidates. Susugan ko lang yung sinabi ni Manny kanina. No? So, you know, isang one factor na naka-exacerbate diyan sa reliance on social media is the absence of ABS-CBN. So in many places in the country that cannot be reached by the the airwaves of ABS-CBN, eh baka mas malakas ngayon yung ano, yung mga telcos, no? So mas nakakapanood sila ng YouTube tsaka TikTok. Eh, alam niyo naman sa YouTube at TikTok puro purus propaganda. Now to to answer your question, no, I think walang walang ibang recourse for uh, for news outfits kundi to ano to keep on improving content, to innovate, no, find new ways of delivering the news. No, so um, yung TikTok recently nag-open siya ng news division, right? So you can see that many news organizations now are pushing TikTok content. No so well 
you could you could uh, meron mga DZRH diyan JMA Public Affairs no nasa TikTok and um we we know uh, we have no choice but to ano uh, to try to um try to tapatan yung mga yung mga influencers yung mga micro influencers mga nagpapakalat ng propaganda no kasi ano eh um otherwise they will ano they will uh, overcome the platform no so uh-huh. kaya sa tingin ko even if merong mga misgivings or agam-agam sa platforms like TikTok no uh, it's important for news organizations to be there no so um sana hindi lang monetization ang tinitingnan ng mga news organizations no uh, in terms of engaging in a platform even if there's no monetization yet for example platforms like you know podcasts no um, aside from TikTok it's important to have a presence there no kasi especially now that um, voters are hungry for information about the candidate they will go online eh. they will go online and um, at least we lessen the chances of them um, falling into ano, consuming this uh, propaganda. No? Okay. At this point, let's uh, try to assess the, the coverage of presidential aspirants so far by, by major news organizations. No? So Manny, um, what do you think of the way we have been covering this uh, presidential aspirants, especially in the context of uh, people somehow pressuring journalists more to be more objective, quote-unquote, no? Siguro, i-contextualize natin yan. Alam mo, ang problema ngayon ng mga news organization, and eh, ilang yung pandemya, no? Kundi yung paano i-cover yung mga kandidato. And ang napansin ko, eh, karamihan eh, parang diary yung coverage, ini-report lang kung anong ginagawa, saan nagpunta, at ano sinabi. No? Wala gaanong in-depth issues na pinag-uusapan. No? Like issues on South China Sea. Ano ba ang, ano ba ang stand mo sa, sa ginagawa ng China dyan sa West Philippine Sea? No? Uh, ano ang sagot mo sa pandemya? No? Ano ang dapat nagawin para mabawasan ang destruction at death uh, deaths during uh, calamities like typhoon no kasi alam mo ang Pilipinas sa eh, type uh, calamity prone hindi lang bagyo lindol at vulkan uh, ang meron tayo kundi may mga man-made calamities pa tayo no so natingin ko hindi gaanong naihimay ng mga news organization yung coverage ng mga kandidato kasi napaka-soft kay Bongbong Marcos no at tingin ko uh, kasi si Bongbong nagpa-interview lang doon sa mga organization na alam niyang hindi siya papanatanggahan no o hindi siya tatanungin ng mahihirap na tanong oo hindi tatanong O sige, i-contextualize natin yan, Manny, no? Bongbong Marcos. Ikaw, you've written uh, articles, columns, basically correcting disinformation coming from that particular camp, no? I'm sure binabanatan ka rin, iniisip nila, bias ka against Bongbong Marcos. Is that really the case? I-contextualize natin to. Or what you're doing is simply journalistic? Ang At kung may ko... sa ganong kandidato, kapag ganun din, himayin. Oh, alam, alam, alam nyo, kasi... 
ako yung nawabahala sa disinformation at na at maraming tao ang naniniwala sa Palyano Gold. No? Eh hindi ko alam kung bakit yung ibang tao sa probinsya eh nag-o-open ng bank account at papadalan daw sila ng 5,000 to 10,000 pesos every month for life pag nanalo si Bongbong. No? So dapat itong mga uh, impormasyon na to eh pinapak-check, no? At uh, tinatama kung may mali. So ang ginagawa ko lang po eh itama based on facts, no? Based on information available at pinapakita uh, ko na may ebidensyang pinagagalingan yung sinasabi ko, no? Like yung Italiano Gold, sinasabi nila, meron daw 640,000 metric tons si Italiano. At one-third, eh, binigay kay Marcos noong 1944, magkabugado siya. So ano ba ang facts? No? Eh ang alam nyo, ang sa kasaysayan ng ginto, ng pagimina, ang namin na lang uh, sa magit na dalawang libon taon, eh umaabot lang sa 200,000 metric tons. No? So, masyadong napakalaki yung 640. At kung binigay kay Marcos siya 1944, eh nasa ba si Marcos sa 1944? Si Marcos po eh abogado nga pero busy po sa pakikipaglaban sa mga hapon dahil guerrilla leader po siya nung panahon na yun. At wala pong record sa mismong talambuhay ni Marcos na sinunat niya nung tumatakbo sa presidente nung 1965 na meron siyang binanggit na Taliano Gold at meron siyang nakuhang uh, almost sa uh, 100,000 uh, metric tons na kabayaran sa kanilang pag-aabogado. No? So malinaw na isa pong imbento itong uh, mga istorya no? na fantastic tales about the Mar Marcos Gold na paniniwalaan at uh, maaring makaapekto sa ating eleksyon pagka ang tao ay naniwala na sila ay babahagian ng ginto ni, ni Ferdinand Marcos Jr. So isa example so, yan ang trabaho ng journalists during uh, election campaign coverage. Yan, tama po yan. Yan, yan po ang trabaho namin, journalists, na itama ang mali at uh, sabihin kung anong katotohanan base sa ebidensya at facts. Okay. Hindi po yan chismis tulad nung narinig nyo sa YouTube. Okay. Felipe, kanina binanggit ni Manny yung tendency na parang diary yung coverage so far ng mga presidential candidates, no? Bakit ganun? Uh, what do you think is the reason behind that? Is it fear or the idea that... Uh, is it fear disguised as fairness? Because of pressure coming from different uh, groups or trolls? I think um, tama yung description mo, no? Um, uh, I don't want to indict the the press as a whole pero i think we have uh, we still have a long way to go to mature our coverage no so you can see the contrast eh, dun sa election coverages in other countries no where um the the ano uh, of course they they also cover personalities no um pero the coverage really is on issues eh, no so the differences or lack of difference in uh, the competing political parties no? so sa tingin ko hindi hindi lahat ng journalists no are able to ano to cover elections in that way 
kaya ano ang nangyayari bumisita sa ganitong probinsya bumisita sa ganyan bumisita kay ganitong obispo nagmano ganyan so nag tinaas ang kamay ng ni governor ganito so palaging ganoon ng coverage eh. so kaya i think importante yung you know importante sana yung ginawa nung wag kukorap coalition kung masusunod yun ano so really focus on issues really focus on um, accountability rather than covering the elections like a horse race which is the tendency no among many reporters so sama rin ba diyan yung ano yung problema sa calamity coverage i think this was mentioned by one presidential candidate mm. yung and i think we're seeing this no especially with the recent typhoon odette so all of a sudden candidates were were more visible perhaps because that was an expectation uh, on their part to be very visible and help typhoon victims So, paano ba dapat ang coverage dyan? Yung mga kandidato na mukhang ginagamit yung calamity to basically uh, for, for their for their political gain. Obviously, the candidates are there giving away checks and supplies ano, to campaign no, so that the people will remember that they they helped. Pero kinocover pa ba dapat dyan? Um, that is something we can do away without no so at the very least we don't have to publish their the photos no so ayun yun ang goal nila eh no to have these photos of the politicians doling out money and goods to lgus to people we publish in the front pages or some sa social media or sa websites no so obviously we don't we don't have to go along with that right so we maybe it could be mentioned in the stories na ito yung mga politicians who, who went to these places to give aid but to give them free publicity like that i think we should we have to reevaluate no our editorial policies no in short pwede na yun sa kanila mga social media accounts oh they you know, we're, we're giving them free publicity basically that's that's what we have to recognize no when we 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 publish these stories about politic about politicians about candidates we have to we have to weigh this carefully because every time we do this we're giving them free publicity no okay. mm-hmm. on that note uh, thank you very much uh, journalist Manny Mogato and Felipe uh, Salvosa for joining us tonight on the program maraming maraming salamat sa inyo at merry christmas merry christmas din thank you thank you So that's it for tonight. This has been your host, Christian Esguera. You can watch this episode again on I Want PFC or listen to our podcast on Spotify. Now for recaps and other exclusive content, subscribe to the ANC YouTube channel and catch up with us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. See you again tomorrow after the fact.